the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Welcome to a special bonus episode of The Marinade with Jason Earl. This is actually one of the earliest we recorded. Colonel Bruce Hampton was an actor, musician, film producer, and all-around manic expressive. He was also one hell of a nice guy. His memory was legendary, and so were his live shows, where Colonel Bruce would succumb to the music in a joyous trance. Meeting him was one of those moments you walk away from and know something is going to be different about your life. We caught up backstage at the inaugural Swanee Roots Revival back in 2016, and I've never really known where to put this episode. The show's evolved so much, the sound quality of the show is better, I've grown as an interviewer, so much has changed that I wasn't really sure where exactly this would fit. But I want to put it out there for people. And the weekend of Swanee Roots Revival's sister festival, Spring Reunion, seems like a fitting time. Colonel Bruce passed away on stage at the end of a birthday celebration for the man himself in May of 2017. His passing was a great loss to many people, but there must be some solace knowing Colonel Bruce went out doing what he loved. Please enjoy this special bonus episode of The Marinade with Colonel Bruce Hampton. Cheers, y'all. Bye. 
What, what is your What are your people show? I've never heard. I don't know anything. I'm okay. from 1804, so you can. <laughs> what we're doing now is a, a podcast uh, called The Marinade. And so was, uh, I just wanted to talk to interesting people about creativity, and so I thought that we would record it. And so far, so good. I uh, got to talk to Peter Rowan earlier and Jim Lauderdale. Fascinating guys. They got creation on their brain. <laughs> they know? really do. I talked to um, Oliver Wood. I didn't get to um, podcast it, but I talked to Oliver Wood oh, did you? last week. Last week, yeah. Yeah. He's his, brother. his brother's out of surgery, I know, two days. Oh, good. Yeah. I think he's going to be fine. Um, good. Well, you know, he had such nice things to say about you. That's very kind, man. I've had nicer things to say about him than he would about me. <laughs> he, well, because I, I asked him who he'd want to play with, like if he could have a dream jam session mm-hmm. here. And he goes, honestly, I'd just like to do it with Colonel Bruce, just to do that. That's quite an honor. Right? I've uh, been following Oliver since I guess he was 22. Yeah. And uh, always loved his playing. Personally, just a wonderful guy. And I asked him, like, okay, you know Colonel Bruce that well. He said you were like a mentor to him. You know, that's the way he described it. And, Very, um, he was a mentor to me also. That's awesome. <laughs> but I asked him, like, what should I ask Colonel Bruce? You know, I have all these ideas and things I'd like to talk about. And he goes, he has an encyclopedia, a cycle, encyclopedic knowledge of baseball. Is what he said about you. Um, and I want to ask you, when you think about creativity, who are the most creative baseball players that we've ever seen? That's a that's a great question. Creative would well, let's get to management. Earl Weaver, Baltimore Orioles in the eighties. Mm-hmm. He had no team, but he knew how to hide players, mm-hmm. and he knew how to manufacture runs. Mm-hmm. And Whitey Herzog with the Cardinals in the eighties also. Those are the two of the 10 great managers just they they knew how to hide people in terms of creation that's sort of hard to probably be creative on you know you do or you don't but ricky henderson stole 1100 bases i mean first person i thought of yeah really yeah and also he has the most walks of anybody Mm -hmm. so why in the world would you walk ricky henderson (laughs) bases still second and third yeah and um, I have to give it to Ty Cobb. I mean, he stole home play 36 times, and he's from Georgia, and just one weird dude. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, those guys, I thought about those guys. I thought about Ricky also with his personality, you know, yeah. like that, that speech he gave when he broke the record. Remember when he said that? Yeah, I remember sort of off the wall. Wasn't he, it? Says, like, he says, today I am the greatest of all time, wow. he like stopped the game and he's got the right. base above his head. Right. Such a showman. Such a showman. <laughs> For us, what's funny, a friend of mine lives in his condo in Oakland. He's out there cutting the grass. He owns the condo. Oh, no way. He wakes up and sees Ricky Henderson cutting the bushes and he can't believe it. That's that, amazing. Uh, that's pretty amazing. And, uh, I mean, Hank Aaron and Willie Mays, they were so great, man. They're just, I mean, Hank Aaron had 2,300 RBIs almost. You think about it. No, nobody has 2,000 hits hardly. Right. And he had 2,300 RBIs. It's unbelievable. 2,298 to be exact. That's unbelievable. I, I, I'd like to see it. I'd like to be in his mind for one hour batting. Yeah. Know, just to see how he thinks about it. And I, I, I equate baseball and music with sort of math. And you do nothing, and all of a sudden it explodes. And yeah. you don't know when or where it's going to come from. Mm. And uh, the reason to play baseball, and the, I have never been to a game 
and not seeing something that has never happened in a baseball game. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just, it, there's no routine game. Yeah. It just something little weird happens. I mean, take example in the World Series with the Giants 10, 12, 15 years ago, and Dusty Baker's kid ran to home plate. Right. And it's the only sport that's ever going to happen. <laughs> right. I mean, just stuff like that and the names and the personalities. Yeah. I mean, what romance, Duke Snyder, Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Roy Campanella, Yogi Bear, goes on and on and on. Yeah. And today everybody's Bob Smith or Joe Jones. <laughs> I mean, baseball had such a romance. You know? Yeah. Do you and keep up with it much now? No, I don't I don't have time to. We're making movies and uh, yeah. we're, I'm on the road three days a week. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, of course, I scan at it, see who's leading, and I look and see what's going on. Yeah, but not like I did when I was a kid. Uh, until I was 25, I was memorized everything there was. Yeah. Um, does, is there a common current creatively? You're talking about movies. Is there a common current creatively with music and with acting? It's, it's two different things. Yeah. I love acting, and I hate it. Uh, mm. Mark! <laughs> Uh, I hate it in this aspect of somebody else's words. Ah. And I'm such a radical guy that I want to change the words at every chance I get. I've improvised life all my life and right. music, and I want to go, you know, if you're the director and you tell me to breathe, I'm walking in the door. I don't feel like I want to say I'm walking in the door. Yeah. So I, I don't have, you don't have much creative control on acting, although I like it from a disciplinary standpoint. Yeah. And just find a corner in me that can do it. Right. But then I want to really release. Music is tension and release, tension and release. Mm -hmm. And acting is basically tension right. without being tense. Ah. And, you know, it's, it's relaxed intensity instead of intense relaxations. Right. And you need both in music and life and in, you know, movies and acting. Yeah. But I don't get to... I don't ever really get to be myself. I'm somebody else, and the director says whether I did good or not, good cut, and go on. Right. I, I'm trying to shoot a movie where I'm myself. Really? No, no one will lie, but you know. whatever be your creative outlet. Yeah, it would be, and I've worked right. on it for 15 years, and I'm about to get it done. Oh, good. Sometime next year. Good for you. Nobody will touch it, but we'll sell it ourselves. Yeah, we'll see. You know, maybe maybe it'll do better than you think it will. I think that that sounds compelling to me. <laughs> You're a smart man. <laughs> did you uh, did you get any creative control when you were in that? Run the Jewels video? Did you get... Was, yeah, uh, Big Mike let me go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted me to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I've forgotten about that. <laughs> what a lovely man he is. He's he seems amazing. like it. He's just so smart and so great. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wanted to run for mayor of the city of Atlanta. Mm. And, uh, you know, is there I any? think he could win. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's Does he have any? Have you talked about that? Yeah. yeah. At length, yeah. Yeah. You guys ever collaborate musically? Not really, no. No, no. But uh, I'd like to see him. Uh, I think he could win the mayorship easy. Yeah. I mean, uh, just I mean, there's so many great ideas, and you know, people are staggering by them. You know, right. grow vegetables in the ghettos. You know, I mean, just yeah. make a garden, man. just creative ideas and brilliant, man. He was a real good friend with Bernie Sanders, mm -hmm. and they hung out a lot together. And I might send him a lot of support. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I wondered about that when I saw that, that video. I love those guys. I think Runner Joe is outstanding. And when I saw that, and I saw your scene in that where you're choking on a hamburger. <laughs> I wonder how you got hooked up with those guys. Uh, just, it's always something weird, man. I just, you know, I was looking back at the guys writing the book, and uh, he just he just goes, who are the people that have opened for you or played with you? And I started naming them, showing the scrapbook, and he just said, I, I can't believe Perry Manilow opened for you. And I went, yeah. Bette Midler and on and on and on, just weird people. It's crazy. And the other things you've gotten involved with, like when you um, you did that episode of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. That was a great show. Yeah, I love great that show. show. Man, I love that. Yeah, you've done your homework. I can't remember these <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to go into an interview with Colonel Bruce Hampton and yeah. I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> you've done your homework. I can't. That's, that was 20 years ago. A long ago. time ago. Yeah. But I remember it and I didn't realize it was you. I probably did about six or seven of those episodes and yeah. probably only showed two or three I'm not sure mm. I, I never saw the one until about ten years ago when they were making the documentary yeah that kind of it seems like but there's a chance to do some improv I would assume yeah oh yeah they have it yeah you got to yeah yeah you got to yeah you're thrown in the fire and you better start swimming right yeah, yeah. do you I was asking Jim Lauderdale a similar question earlier do you think about like um when you the comedy aspect is that creatively are there things in comedy that translate to music and vice versa yeah yeah I mean I like laughter I don't like comedy ah I gotcha I mean comedy is just like a prison to me it's mm. a, I'm a comedian I don't mm. give me some laughter or joy yeah. it's, it's a weird I like clowns everybody hates them <laughs> It's the anti-clown movement. Yeah. No, I, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's capturing the moment, all life, baseball, yeah. all of it, music, it's capturing the moment and waiting for the moment to take you instead of you forcing. Mm. And that's the hardest lesson in acting or life or baseball or music or anything, I feel. Yeah. Not, not past it, I'm still attempting to do it, you know. Okay. But not many have mastered that yet. Yeah. I mean, capturing that moment and being in the flow. Yeah. That's the hardest thing there is. And right. it's the simplest. Right. If you get yourself out of the way and get the ego out of the way. Do you do anything to work on that? I, all, every day, all my life. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least I recognize it and look at it. Right. So, I mean, is there any, like, exercise of any sort you do, or is that just a, something you're conscious of? Observe it and... Uh, give great attention to it and never have thought of a previous thing that had happened but look at everything new oh that's an interesting yeah, point try to try to look at that candle and make sure it's a candle it's not a candle yeah <laughs> yeah it's a candle right now we both can have consensus reality on it but yeah. it might not be in three minutes or I might see it different I hope right yeah in other words it's called mental illness I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> uh, this seems like uh, that's a pretty healthy mind that would be that open yeah but try to be I try yeah. to have the mind of a child the key to life is have a childlike attitude not a childish 
you know, be three. There's nothing more disgusting than a 75-year-old man drunk in a fraternity house. Mm. But there's nothing more wonderful than a 74-year-old man throwing up his grandchild, enjoying, yeah. you know, having a good time. But it's that thin line between childish and childlike. Right. And I hope to maintain the childlikeness forever. Yeah. You know, my wife doesn't like it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> too, too weird for her. Uh, that you know I I feel like I take life I've been accused of and, and I think it's true and I've been working on it taking life too seriously sometimes you know taking well, work too take, seriously take the right thing serious because nobody does it mm. I don't know what the right things are well, my you next do. question you do no I mean I just um, I mean the world's such a place I've never ever expected it to be like this matters are gone taste this is, I mean, everybody's crazy. Huh. You, and you don't think it's been like that in your lifetime? I mean, it was, it's always been insane, but it's just more amplified now. Or you get to see it on the news, I guess. Ah, uh, maybe it's that's covered it. better. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's all just, been out there. I mean, just manners are gone. You tell driving. Hmm. You know, you drive. We drive a lot. Sure. Drive a lot. Just people have, yeah, we had a flat tire the other day, and guy pulled over and helped just an old great country guy and you don't see that we were talking about it on the way down hitchhiking it's not done anymore yeah nobody hitchhikes right just frightening to hitchhike here's what I can't figure out is that I'll hitchhike I go hiking every summer and I'll go to different places I'll hitchhike out west you hitchhike uh huh all the time good for you yeah it's never a problem out west it's never a problem in the northeast but I don't think I even dare do it here isn't that weird yeah, I wouldn't either. Because I think about the South as being, you know, good folks like you, yeah, you know? Friendlier. Yeah, they're you definitely friendlier here. But still, you don't pick up a hitchhiker. I don't know if there's something to, like, the independent spirit of the South or... I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's never a problem in the Northeast. Yeah, we will hike for, you know, 50 miles or so and then hitchhike back to our car. Wow. It's, um, it's I don't know anybody that hitchhikes. It's never a problem. How old are you, 26? 35. I was going to say 35, the next guess. <laughs> yeah, you carry yourself 35, you look 26, you eat the right foods. Thank you, I work on that. Yeah. I'm very aware of that. Where I, I just had that conversation recently with somebody. I didn't always. <laughs> In fact, when I was 26, I probably looked more 35. Yeah. Uh, carried myself change. 18. Hang on one second, sure. I want to grab Yeah. You turn first, right? I was actually just talking to somebody about you. You've been invited to the Brown Lantern in town? I don't know about it. You've been invited to the restaurant, the Brown Lantern? Yeah. They're going to pay for your meal. Oh, that's very kind. So the owner's here? He's out front? Wow. So he said, well, we whenever you get a chance, come up to the side. Okay. That's amazing. So, Is that in town? Yes, sir. Right, it's an awesome time. little restaurant. He said, if I saw you or saw Judy, let's know. Is it by the holiday or no? It's when you come down to 90, come over, come just past the railroad tracks. And as you go over the railroad tracks, take a left, it'll be down on your left. So, we might have to get back. I'm going to take him next time. That's fine. Like I said, if you yeah, want to I gotta see about the rest of the guys. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. Sorry. That's, that's okay. That was really cool. That's got to feel good. Yes. Well. Um, 
one of the, one of the questions I want to make sure I ask is um, what uh, you, you've got all these records and you've done all these amazing collaborations. But who, what records have you gifted the most or given to other people? Other people's records. I love Supreme mm. by John Coltrane. Mm. And Bobby Bland's greatest hits. I've probably given away 20 of each through the years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I would say I love Supreme by John Coltrane. Mm. Coltrane's Blue Train kind of was my jazz yeah. introduction. Yeah. And that, was, that just floored me. That was the first time I went, oh, all right, I need to pay more. Still timeless music. Yeah, that's so true. It's it's totally fresh if you listen to it right now. Do you think about that when you write? Do you think about... No, just whatever happens. Yeah. Whether it be silly or good or bad or ugly, yeah. you know, just whatever happens in the moment. Right. How, um, how, where, do you sit down to write, or is it something that comes in the moment, so you jot some I don't have one. You don't know. Yeah. Just when it hits, I do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a plan. Doesn't seem to hit at one time or another. Yeah, sometimes I write thirty tunes in a night, not write for five years. It's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. For five years? Yeah, I'll go three to five years, not write anything. So creatively, are you? Is it then? Are you scratching that itch with acting and other things? Or? Yeah. 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 Yep. That's wild. So we're, I'm producing and. We're doing two movies in a row, and, and we did the last show, Here Comes Rusty, we just finished. Right. And we got to get uh, two more, you know, to, it's been hard to get a star. We, everybody's working, so yeah. it's hard to get a real big name. Are, are these, so when you say we, are these things that you're producing or you're writing? Or? I'm with two other guys, yeah. And we're writing a little bit. We're just getting this production and getting it going. Yeah. It's not easy. Right. It's harder than the music business, which I didn't think anything was. Interesting. Yeah. What, what's, what things are so much more difficult? Well, you got to get 62 crew at one time, and you got to feed them, and you got to house them. Yeah. The little details are enormous. Yeah. Are the personalities vastly different between music and Oh acting? yeah, it's another another world. Yeah, it's another another paradigm, yeah. Yeah. It, it's incredible. Yeah, that part the that's kinda of think part of the fun of this format is that you you know, you're certainly gonna go through and edit it, but there's some organic moments that happen in this that are a lot different, I think, than yeah. written piece. I, I would love to do this. I can't. I tried it. Mm. I was the disc job here. Bonnaroo the second or third year. Really? All the young stars are coming up. I had a tough time. I think it was generational. They were so nervous and insecure, you know. And I just wanted them to be loose and let's talk, let's hang. And they, they just were like, you know. But when flustered. they were talking to you, they were flustered. Yeah. Because it was you? No. No. I don't think they knew me. It could have been Paul McCartney, you know, just. Just no life experience, and all of a sudden they play in front of twenty thousand people, and it's just like it's overwhelming. It has to be. Yeah. So yeah. I was very gentle and just tried to ask them questions. He influenced the story. Sure. The best was uh, Ray from Maine. What was his name? Big hit. Got some hits now. And Ray Manzarica. No, he has that weird La Montagne. La Montagne. Yeah. He was La great. Yeah. He was really, really shy and really sincere and. 
We talked about Otis Redding for 15 minutes. And I told him I knew Otis. He about died. So, Did you really? Yeah. And we were the same management. Yeah. What was he like? Jesus. Really like a, an explosion. That's what I picture. Yeah. Ain't nobody close to Otis Redding. Yeah. James Brown wouldn't play in the same town when Otis Redding was near. Amazing. It was just terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, we opened for him once, and I went, oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> that's how you do it. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you play with him at all? No, no. I was very young. I was 19. He was about 26. Yeah. And, uh, no, but, I was not capable, you know. I mean, they were already, that. He's 26, and he's got that kind of command. That's amazing. But most people do at 26. Jimmy yeah. Hendrix, you go through all the 60s, Clapton and all those guys. And yeah. They played their best at 26. Amazing. To me, you play your best in your 20s because you're in no fear of anything and you don't know anything. Mm. And you just let it out. Yeah. 35, you get a little calculating. 40, you get a little bit jaded. And hopefully, you'll become childlike again ah. and start taking chances again. Was that the arc that you went through? Probably. Mm. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, I think I've been the same. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like I'd, I'm more willing to take, I, I guess they are calculated chances, though. I was going to say I'm more willing to take chances now, but that's those are like, I'm more willing to take chances creatively, like this, for example, right. you know, right. this conversation. Um but it's very calculated. I've been working on it for a year and a half. Good. <laughs> you know? Smart. Well, yeah. you're prepared. Yeah. That's a different calculation's okay. You're prepared. Man. Right. But at 26, I wouldn't have been able to no, have a meaningful conversation. No. Yeah. No. It would have been. 26, you're just a human eating machine. Yeah. About 30, you grow up and go, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You That's don't know so anything. A human eating machine. You're just consuming so just, much. I was I was totally, probably my most together year was 26. and uh, Really? Yeah. I'm 28, it wasn't. Oh, interesting. I love 26. You can jump off roofs, act like an adult, and still be a three-year-old. You know? Right. I wish I was 26 again. It'd be great. Interesting. I don't ever want to go back there. You don't? No. Yeah, I'd like it with my brain. Mm-hmm. It's funny. You get no respect when you're 26. That's what I love, you know. Ah, that's so true. You just hadn't paid them. I mean, the Japanese, man, they have a... Ageism is really a big thing, you know. Well, isn't ex- I feel like experience is so valuable. It's almost everything. It's incredible, man. And, you know, it's amazing. It's, it's everything, especially if you're involved in music. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn what not to do. Right. I mean, you take professional football players and professional baseball players, and they can move an inch either way and know what not to do and save the day. And same thing for musicians. Yeah. Great ones. Right. I'm not talking players, I'm talking great musicians, and there's a huge difference. To me, there's one out of 50 great musicians, and there might be 49 good players. Sensitivity, dynamics, most of them don't do. They're not listening to the other guys. Right. They just play their own stuff. Right. It has no, no, nothing to do with what's around you. Yeah. You just go, you know, play. That might come back to that ego that you brought up earlier. Yeah, it's 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 huge ego. Yeah. Huge, 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 huge ego. 
Yeah. It's hard to get out well, of your ego, though. It's very hard to get out of your ego. It's, yeah. it's survival up to a lot of people. Right. Huh, it's survival. That's a really good point. And it's an ego defense mechanism. You need to survive in this stupid culture, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have it. You know? Right. Yeah, well, find, finding that balance. You know, it's, a, it's a shame, but yeah. it's true, yeah. Where to strike it? I, I don't know the answer to that. I guess none of us do, but where to strike that balance with your ego and getting it, like getting out of the way of it, letting it get out of the way. I don't know who has that one together. <laughs> some some guru somewhere, I suppose. Some, yeah, some some guru found a new you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Somebody in India that then deal with this stuff. Yeah. He laughs a lot. That's all he does. Yeah. 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 It goes back to yeah. what you're talking about joy. Finding that joy. Like it is. You got Not easy. Time. No. What so, gives you joy? Wow. Playing gives me joy. Mm. All the other stuff with it gives me great. Joy, yeah, joy. I think just something. Accidentally funny does, you know, something so weird off the cuff yeah. that brings me great joy. Something I don't know, you know, just absurd. I love absurdity, and I don't look for it. I let it happen. Yeah, and it happens once every two weeks, just out of the blue. I guess it's not that absurd if you're looking for it. No, no, it's the secrets to the Here's the real. Um, yeah, again, I want to honor your time. We just did a uh, couple things. Um, this is kind of a heavy one, though. If you're ready for it. Uh, we'll get you out of bed in the morning. I do. <laughs> I do. Not a crane. I pop up. I pop. No, I've made comments about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, I pop up earlier now that I'm older. Really? It's a drag. Yeah, I want to sleep more, but I don't yeah. sleep as long I'd love a good 12 hours. I'd do it occasionally. I mean, the road and being on there will wear you down. Yeah. And you need a good 12 hours sleep if you get a good 10 hour. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, this, it's harder for me. It, it, it's harder for me to sleep in for sure now, but I don't mind that as much because I enjoy my morning so much more. Right. You know? Right. And that that morning time is the time when I'm. I get everything. I get everything done. Yeah. 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 Just that right after that cup of coffee, just feels like I can feel invincible for like two hours. (laughs) I'm tired again. I don't do coffee. I don't. I need to probably. You don't. Really. You know, had maybe three cups, just not enough. Same thing. There's so many things I haven't done, it's just crazy. Really? I've never had a tomato. (laughs) I've never smoked a joint, I've never done any drugs. So, really? Interesting. It's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. what about alcohol? I hate it, yeah. Yeah. I just don't like it at all. I've had sips of beer and sips of wine and only one sip of hard liquor and I just went that's paint thinner why would anybody drink this how do you navigate that in the music business like being around people doing all that well, stuff well I'm me I'm alone right you know just I take mean, care of you just, I just see it, it brings misery uh, 
It brings nothing but misery. I've seen 50 deaths, people yeah. lose their life. And, but they would eat pepper or drink water in their door. Yeah. They're addicted to being addicted to something, and that's an easy one to be addicted to. And that, once again, is ego. Right. But, you know, not that I don't have addiction, you know, I like food, I like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And if you're not addicted to not being addicted, then you're addicted to addiction. <laughs> the catch 22 of it all. Right. I think that's a perfect thing to end it on right there. <laughs> I like that comment. Yeah. That's really great. Well, Carl Bruce, thank you. Man, you are such a gentleman. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Until the next time. Are you at Aries or Sagittarius? Sagittarius. December 15th or December 4th? 6th. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you come up with all that? You have a pen? Yeah. You said the church with Aries rising. Ah. Can I write the piece Yeah, here, I'll get you a blank sheet. Business cards. Podcast of Converse's writing. Talk about those people. On a sheet of paper. <laughs> those people appear to be kind enough not to disrupt us. Which I appreciate. All right, pick a number between 1 and 10. Number between 1 and 10. Uh, 10. Between 1 and 10. Oh, I have to be between. Okay. Um, uh, 3. 3. Pick one more. Uh, 7. Seven and three. You're walking in the woods 20, 20 miles away, and the path is very wide. And you're 40 feet away is a key. Is it old or new? Is the key old or new? The key is old. And what does it look like? Describe it to me in great detail. Okay, the key is it's rusted on the bottom. Yeah. Um, it has one of those like old school forks. So, what, what type of key is it called? Skeleton key? Said <laughs> so seven and three and old skeleton. That's here. what that says right there that you just wrote down. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> That's amazing. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the late great Colonel Bruce Hampton, everybody. Such an honor to get to speak with him. Is one of our very first episodes. Thank you all so much for listening. MarinadePodcast.com for updates on what's going on with the show. Please send us an email at marinadepodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you want to see us do, who you want us to get on the show. we got some really exciting episodes coming up, including a few that we're recording this weekend. MarinadePodcast.com, as I mentioned, Twitter at MarinadePodcast, Instagram, Marinade underscore podcast, where you can also find some of my short stories if you're interested, and then Facebook.com slash MarinadePodcast. Please give us a rating wherever you consume these kinds of shows. We're now just about everywhere, I think. We're on Google Play and Spotify and SoundCloud and then all of your traditional outlets as well, whatever you, uh, wherever you consume podcasts, if you could please give us a rating, it would mean a lot to us. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers, y'all. Hey, y'all, it's time for another segment where I talk about sort of what I'm getting down on. We don't have a creative name for that just yet. So if you think of anything, if you got any ideas, uh, hit us up. 
uh, on social media or send me an email let me know um, the music you hear playing right now the uh, the song's called slumber it's by a project called dead man de los santos and you can find that for digital download on april 6th wherever you consume uh, digital music i'm crazy about it i was fortunate enough to get a, an advanced listen to the to the ep and it is wonderful i love this song and i thought that it was appropriate for this episode because i feel like there's a little bit of an um, absurdity to the juxtaposition of it with uh with the colonel bruce episode and i think he would have really appreciated that so check out dead man de los santos the whole thing is wonderful you can find that april 6th um I'm also listening to a lot of Amy Helm, which I've been listening to for the last uh, couple of months, I guess. Uh, so check her out. She has a, a new record called Didn't It Rain. Really good stuff. I'm reading this article right now uh, in The Atlantic, and it's called The Wisdom of Friends. And it's about former Trump advisor Paul Manafort. And man, it's crazy. Just it, It's just disgusting, <laughs> really, to think about. Uh, the sort of the, the the corruption that I think most of us are aware of in our in our government, um, but to read some of those articles that are well sourced like that and that are that are uh, that are in legitimate news sources, you know, it's not like you're you're reading some kind of off the wall far left or far right uh, magazine. I'm talking about the Atlantic here, and just the the facts, just the pure facts about Paul Manafort's life are wild, and the the influence that he had. On our government and then governments worldwide, and I think it's really important for us all to to make sure that we're aware of this stuff because it's it's truly disgusting. The other thing that I'm really getting down on now that I've spent so much time thinking about is three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. If you haven't seen this film, man, just like be, make sure you're in the right headspace. It's really difficult for me to watch films because I get so lost in them. And I happened to be a little bit anxious when already when I sat down to watch this film. And the, it's just really powerful. Uh, it's, you know, they listed on um, on Amazon and then also in the Red Box as a comedy. And I would, there are some funny moments, certainly, but it is a dark drama is what it is. And it's really painful. <coughs> it's really painful and it's really difficult to watch, but it's totally worth your time. And, and I highly recommend that you check out three billboards if you haven't already. I'm trying to make my way through the best picture nominated films. Uh, so far, this one, this one did it for me. I love The Shape of Water, which ended up winning, but uh, this film was impacted me in a way that uh, I don't remember a film impacting me. Thank y'all so much again for listening. Check out Dead Man De Los Santos playing in the background right now, and played at the beginning for you as well. Um, go see Three Billboards if you haven't already. Uh, you can get it on, on Amazon is how we did it. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers, y'all.